Good morning, everyone. Today is a brand new podcast that I, Dr. Payne, have been paid exclusively to bring to you, the listeners. This podcast featuring... Who? Uh, uh, Nicole something and a, a, a brainiac, brainy dinosaur thing. And it's the best podcast I've ever heard called Wanna Bone. No, not Wanna Bone. Hold on, what's it called? Off the Who? I, are you sure you don't want it? It's just Wanna Bone? I think that will get you more listeners. Ah, uh, yeah, whatever. The best podcast I've ever heard in my life called To the Bone. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant off the bone, which I guess is why those two people are doing this show, because they're getting off the bone. And the very special first episode appears none other than, holy Christ, Triple H himself? Oh, oh wait, hold on. Oh, the serial killer. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, some silly killer guy. Good luck. Enjoy. You know I did. Off my bone. Ha. to Off the Bone, the podcast about true murder sprees and unsolved mysteries of our shared past. We are your hosts, Jan Brannick and Nicole. As a warning, we will be discussing stories that are brutal, macabre, and horrifying in nature. This is not for little ears, but then if you clicked on a podcast called Off the Bone, what the hell were you expecting? For real. So today we are talking about the original American serial killer, H.H. Holmes. H.H. Holmes, also known as the American Ripper, was actually born Herman Webster Majette, which proves that if you want your kid to be a psycho, give him a real shitty name and let the world do the rest. Majette's childhood will be familiar to most weirdos who read about serial killers like myself. He was a well-behaved and intelligent child who occasionally tortured small animals to death. His mother claims that he actually loved animals and never hurt them, but it was his mother. It was suspected that he murdered a childhood friend, but that's never been verified. And, I mean, it was the 1860s and 70s, so no one was too concerned with the well-being of their kids. It was just assumed you'd lose a couple. Majette didn't have many friends to lose. Sorry, my whole screen just vanished. Okay, Majet okay. didn't have any many friends to spare, though. He was disliked and teased by his classmates. While it's not recorded anywhere that he went to bed way too long, I'm willing to put a 20 down on it. From that illustrious childhood, Majet went on to do what we all think we're going to be able to do. He found a way to make money doing what he loved. What he loved was killing people, and he loved killing them in weird, gruesome ways. He managed to find a way to make money doing that by committing lots and lots of fraud, life insurance fraud to be specific. Majette got himself a job at a pharmacy and saved up enough to buy some land. 
on that land he built himself a hotel the murder hotel of course what he called it was the world fair hotel since that sounded a lot nicer and the world fair was going on at the time being ever the savvy business monster majette rented out the first floor to businesses the third floor was for guests some of those guests found themselves on the second floor this was where the real weird shit was and the death for those of you who don't know about this place, it's like a funhouse where everything is really going to kill you. Doors open to brick walls, some rooms had no doors, others had six. Staircases would lead to nowhere. Sometimes a door would lock behind you and gas would start pouring into the room. No one could find their way out except Maguette. He hunted his victims through this floor, then deposited their bo dead bodies in the basement through a series of trap doors that led to chutes. The really unfortunate ones were still alive when they reached the basement. There you would find the gruesome remains of dead bodies and a walk-in oven. Majette had lots of employees over the years, including over 100 stenographers. He forced his employees to have life insurance policies that paid out to him. For anyone who doesn't already know, someone asking you to set up a life insurance policy that pays out to them is probably going to kill you. In this way, Majette managed to indulge in his love of killing innocent people and make a tidy profit along the way. While it's common knowledge that many of Majette's victims came from the World's Fair, that isn't actually the case. In fact, he wasn't even in town during the fair, except to check in because of a fire at the murder castle, which was probably another insurance scam. And while murder doesn't necessarily get anyone's attention back then, insurance fraud did. Majette had just made plans with a man named Benjamin Pitzel to commit fraud together. They were going to get a huge life insurance policy for Pitzel, then fake his death. But before Majette could commit his could murder his partner, which we all know he was going to do, he was arrested for insurance fraud. In jail, Majette made a new friend, a man named Marion Hedgepeth. They planned to go in together on the insurance scheme with Pitzel. By that, I'm pretty sure they meant kill him and split the money. All this time, Patel was off doing his thing, setting up a fake patent office to steal from inventors. Somehow he's the victim in all of this. But as soon as Majette got out of jail, he murdered Patel. He then went on to murder three of Patel's five children to cover up his crimes. Of course, that wasn't enough to save him. His partner, Hedgepeth, turned him in for the murder of Patel, for which he was tried, arrested, and hanged. It was at this point that all of his past sins came to light, as did many, many bodies, including that of a six-year-old girl to whom he was stepfather. Wamadet's many crimes are still impacting our society and our storytelling. A hangman's noose sent him on to his final rewards. I'm sure that there were lots of people waiting to see their old boss. Fascinating. Yeah, he's, he's messed up. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> Which is why we're talking about him. Yes. Uh, we wouldn't be talking about Jim Schmo. <laughs> um, so, strangely enough, for being coined America's first serial killer, there seems to be only a major interest in him and his crimes as of late. Movies and literature seem to be lacking, and he never really caught the public's attention until the early 2000s with one nonfiction work, which I'll discuss later. But in 1974, American writer Robert Block wrote this psychological horror novel, American Gothic, which could have been a better phrased thing, especially for a crazy psycho killer. 
But it's a fictionalized portrayal of Holmes, who is renamed the incredible G. Gordon Gregg for the story. I have tried to find any accounts of reviews at that time for the book, but all of them are contemporary. However, it doesn't appear like this was adapted into a movie or anything like that, though. Many of his other writings have been, obviously, such as Psycho. But even the essay that he wrote regarding his research into the Murder Castle that was first published in the Reader's Digest, Tales of the Uncanny in 1977, was of little note even at that time. However, the Renaissance, if you will, came in the early 2000s by Eric Larson's The Devil in the White City, Murder, Magic, and Madness at the Fair that Changed America. It quickly became a best-selling nonfiction book that juxtaposed an account of the planning and staging of the World's Fair with Holmes's story. Leonardo DiCaprio purchased the film rights in 2010, with Scorsese in mind to direct. And although it's been in limbo for a while now, it might either be a film or a series soon with Hulu attached to the project. And I'm sure with the Netflix's success with The Irishman, Hulu is really set to get on board with Scorsese's next venture. All right. Awesome. Sorry. Sorry. My asthma is really bad today. Oh, no. Okay. So after this revival, we see in 2006, the second season of Supernatural, the American series, pull from Holmes, having him as a ghost of the week character. In the episode, No Exit, it portrays Holmes as a vengeful spirit kidnapping woman from an apartment building that once was across the field of the prison that Holmes was killed at. Anyway, he's a ghost with ghost goo and has a thing for blondes in it. So, fast forwarding a little bit, in 2015, the fifth season of the anthology horror series American Horror Story Hotel was based off on the guests and the happenings of a haunted and deadly hotel. The season was directly inspired by H.H. Holmes's Murder Castle and also the Cecil Hotel, which maybe we'll get to later. Um, in 2017, there was a three-episode miniseries called The Murder Castle, which was created by Investigation Discovery and is a fictionalized retelling featuring Sean Parr as H.H. H. Holmes. I thought I had this as a scri- subscription to Hulu in Prime, but apparently it is under a paywall so I can watch it. But it looks like it's trying to be BBC, so it might be good. And then in 2018, horror writer Sarah Tangiller Tantiller, Sarah Tantlinger, published The Devil's Dreamland, poetry inspired by H.H. Holmes, with Strange House Books, which won the 2018 Bram Stoker Award for Best Poetry Collection, and parts of it can be found on Amazon or bought from Amazon. And there's been a few songs that have been inspired by Holmes. Um, The best-known one is the Alkaline Trio's The Torture Doctor in 2013, and it's fine. It's fine. It's no Sufjan Stevens or Katy Perry, but those are for different episodes. And, but like I said, surprisingly, is for intricate and ghastly and gory as H.H. Holmes was, very little has left an impact in our culture until as of late unlike the likes of Jack the Ripper, Lizzie Borden, or Ed Gein. So that's kind of interesting. You also brought up Time Bound, 
which is uh, The Chronos Files Book One by Risa Walker. And um, you said it was very timey-wimey, but it also had Holmes in it. So that is also a, something that he was in as well. But I was really surprised that how little he did impact, especially when it was happening during Jack the Ripper and the Whitechapel murders at the very same time. Well, and I think it's particularly surprising because just so much lore came from this this story. There's so many things that people will swear to you happened um, because of H.H. H. Holmes that didn't really ever happen. Um, the newspapers at the time were a little more interested in selling copies than actually providing information. Um, not like we would know what that is like. <laughs> um, and so they made up all this stuff about him preying on the people who were attending the World's Fair. He wasn't even in town. Yeah. I think part of it, too, is, you know, he's a con man. You know, newspaper people coming in, he's mm. going to say things to con them because he wants the attention. You know, when you're in prison and you're surrounded by all these other con men or people, you know, like, how are you going to get your kicks? Yeah, that's like, you know, I already know they're going to kill me. They can verify that I have killed nine people. Yeah, have some fun with it. Yeah, yeah, might as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's spice it up a little. Yeah. Um, so, how this was your pick, um, H.H. H. Holmes. What drew you to him? I am horrified and fascinated by the thought of basically a fun house of horrors. Um, it reminds me very much of 13 Ghosts, which apparently I'm the only person who liked, but that's okay. I liked it. Um, I saw bits and pieces of it. Seemed seemed okay. Oh, uh, it's Tony Shalhoub's, like, second best movie. <laughs> but, it was fine, you know. It was, it was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I know, I know. I'm the only one who liked it. But, like, oh, this scene with all the different ghosts. And didn't, anyway. Not that, not this podcast, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thought of being inches away from everyday life. I mean, there were the stores down below. There was a normal hotel up top. People just living their lives. And in the middle and in the basement, some of the worst, most horrifying things I can possibly imagine there's something sick but fascinating about that i as a normal person who like won't even kill a spider i put them outside it is gruesomely fascinating to think of someone who would actively build a place like that and build his life around taking lives and like have a murder sandwich mm -hmm. i think the murder sandwich was what got me because i'm like if you're gonna do why not the third floor because you know, walls back then, not that walls now are any kind of great, but walls back then were not very, like, super sturdy. Like, couldn't you maybe hear something, like bodies being dropped in the grease thing? You'd like, think. <laughs> and you're like, oh, there goes his laundry again. You know, just the weirdness of that is so baffling to me. Yeah, but I mean, like, Sweeney Todd got away with it for a real long time. 
and that I mean that was something similar he was sending people down a chute down to the basement so that you know his partner could chop them up yeah that's it's a thing that you got you had in the Victorian days yeah just nobody was paying much attention but body shoots yeah yeah and I can't everyone, even get a laundry chute right and they had body chutes and I would love to have a laundry chute yeah for real yeah and then put little bodies. You can put the chunks down. Okay. <laughs> it's really messy, though. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to, like, bleach it pretty frequently. Yeah. I think the fascinating, like I said, the fascinating thing to me is, like, this was happening right when, you know, Jack, I guess maybe because he got caught, maybe, mm-hmm. is the why it was like, oh, okay, it's that guy over there instead of... Who could it have been? Right. You know. Right. And I think that is, the unknown is always the scariest thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and never finding out who Jack the Ripper was, I think, definitely added to the mystique of that. Um, though he is mentioned in the first season of Tannis, the horror podcast I've been listening to. Um, Plug. Yeah. Not ours. <laughs> just, it's good. Go listen to it. <laughs> after this (laughs) but yet it's very strange that hh home hasn't left more of an impact because i could you're just researching this i could think well i could write a whole series of stories about people who vanished into the murder hotel yeah who took the wrong turn yeah and how did they get there like just he was like oh here comes another one (laughs) gotta put out that gas yeah Yeah, or, like, imagine taking a job, and I guess, again, maybe people didn't hear about things back then, but imagine taking a job, like, he had a hundred stenographers. Yeah, yeah. That's a a lot of stenographers to have. Yeah, you'd think someone would be like, I don't know what happened to his last, like, 87 women who took notes for him. You sure you want to go there? And he's making everybody, like have life insurance policy how is that not like were people just more innocent back then i don't know i've had a couple bosses like that (laughs) (laughs) that would have been like hey can you just sign this um i don't think so yeah one thousand dollars what i'm not worth that (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna get a life insurance policy that pays out to my cat and dog that's it I think I think that happened before. That has, oh yeah, that had yeah. to have happened before. Oh yeah, people have done it. Yeah, I think it's weird that I think you can get life insurance policies out on other people without them having to sign anything. Or anything really? Like that. Yeah, somebody told me that once. That is on a pretty good authority. And I was like, so I could just be like Bill Gates when you die, I get money. Cool. Like, that feels questionable. Yeah, yeah. It feels very questionable. Just like a body shoot does. Yeah. Yeah, and he was a tightwad, too. I guess maybe that's not as sexy as, like, murdering women, you know, and, you know, never being caught and stuff like that. Like, I don't know, you hear tightwad serial killer, you're like... I don't know. He seems like kind of like a weenie. You know? Well, apparently, wasn't too much of a weenie. He had three wives. 
three wi- and mistresses. Yeah, like apparently he was smooth talking at some point. Is it P I M P? He got the ladies. <laughs> and and a business partner that was willing to go along with this. He was like, okay, sounds good. Yeah. Sounds legit. Yeah, I, I totally believe that you won't actually kill me. Yeah, you'll kill everybody else but me. Thank you. Yeah. Let me disagree with you. <laughs> Not a good idea. Yeah, what really kills me is like this other guy, like Patel. I'm not pronouncing that right. Um, like, wasn't a nice person. He had no history of murdering people. He just had history of fucking over inventors. Yeah. Well, who doesn't, though? I mean, you can't swing a cat without <laughs> finding somebody who hasn't fucked over an inventor. Yeah, don't even get me started on Tesla. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. But, like, there's a lot of signs. <laughs> Yeah, no. Edison was a dick. Yeah. Um, I, I'm even in the land of Edison, and it's like, yeah, you're a dick. Yeah. You you stole a bunch of shit from people. Yeah, and he was just, it's funny, because they always play up like, oh, he was really, like, you know, he thought women were great. It's like, yeah, but what about Jewish people? Ooh, let's talk about that rock there. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was the one, I think he he sent over a whole bunch of uh, cars during World War One in the beginning, I believe. Oh. To the Nazis, I want to say. Again, don't quote me. I'm not a historian, but because um, he was like, yeah, go, go, go. And, and then it was like kind of like, yeah, at the end. IBM, too. IBM was doing shit with them over there, too. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm from Pittsburgh, man. Don't get me started on the Carnegie family <laughs> and the uh, the Phipps family. Like, I go to their museums and their conservatories all the time, and they left all these beautiful things to the city, and I love Pittsburgh. But my goodness, were they monsters. Like, yeah, I think monster. a lot of people, yeah, like... <laughs> I think a lot of, like, rich white people at that time were horrendous, and we just don't know about most of it. That's, oh, fun fact, uh, fun um, tie between Carnegie and H.H. Holmes. Both requested to be buried in a lead-lined casket so that people couldn't dig them up and mess with their bodies. Oh, let's go dig it up and mess with his body. Right. Well, someone did. Like his great great grandson, H. H. Holmes, great great grandson, had him exhumed to prove that it was him because there was a rumor going around that he was actually Jack the Ripper, and that he had swapped someone out to be hanged for him. That's crazy conspiracy stuff. Right. I, and I'm I'm assuming it was it was him. Yeah. Yeah. They did find out that it was him. Wouldn't that be funny if they they opened it up and it was Elvis? Oh my goodness, that would have been hilarious. And then they would have been like, what the fuck? What do we do now? <laughs> right? Oh no. Anyway, yeah. Um, H. H. Holmes. I liked his mustache and his hat. They didn't have a lot of pictures of him. No. No, the was hat kinda, was nice. Though. Yeah, I was kind of bummed out at that. I kind of wanted more. Yeah, I kind of wish bowler hats would come back into fashion. Yeah, kind of for real, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fedoras. The fedoras could go away. 
Yeah, well, I have a friend who's like super fedora person. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's better than, I don't know, a beanie, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a little spinny top. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about H.H. Holmes? I mean, he was just kind of, I don't know, like, there was something that was kind of unextraordinary about him, even though there's, like, a murder house that he built. Like you had said before, we started rolling kind of like the Winchester house of building this thing to suit some kind of, well, in her her case, it was probably mental illness, but in his case, it's you know, murder, but yeah. just this, this, this kind of like need to build this thing around them. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, yeah. honestly, I would say Holmes frightens me a little more than other serial killers because other serial killers like with, with Gein or Gacy, they were sick. They were broken. They were often horribly abused. Like, you can see the line where their mental disorders led them to take other people's lives. And it was very sad, and they were monstrous. But you can see the mental illness there. I think there's something more horrifying with H.H. Holmes because of the cold greed. It wasn't an illness. It wasn't abuse. He had a good life. And he was just that greedy. And human lives meant just that little to him. And I think that's far more horrific. So I'm really surprised more hasn't been made of him. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think part of it, because he was talking, like, you know, because I, I wrote up a little bit, did some homework. But, like, when he was talking about there was a point in his life when these kids like super trolled him and threw him in front of a a skeleton to freak Mm -hmm. him out and it freaked him the fuck out but it also like kind of aroused a curiosity within him because back then they didn't have plastic skeletons when you saw a skeleton it was real yeah in a doctor's office and so he was talking about how that had a profound impact on him i don't know it Part of me is wondering too if it, it, if it's not some kind of um, now that it used to be called, and I know it's not no longer the term, like sociopathic. I think it's like disassociative identity disorder, maybe that it's called now. But where it just doesn't connect, like the the brain just doesn't connect that humans are one thing, and and you know. Don't don't kill other people, kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say too, because it's it's kind of weird because he was practicing medicine and he did go through college and surprisingly he did like he did well and he got an MD, but then kind of just fucked around with fraud shit. You know, like he could have been a he could have been a doctor, but instead just kind of fucked around with fraud shit. So. Like, that's kind of curious to me, too. It's like, well, why, why, I mean, there would have been money in that, too, mm-hmm. obviously, <laughs> being like, a doctor. Yeah, I mean, he could have had a real good life. He never needed to do any of this. He, you know, he even could have been the, you know, 
bigotry person that he was. I don't know how to phrase <laughs> bigamous, bigamous, bigamous. Uh, yeah. Poly Polytheist? No, that's multiple gods. Um, polyamorous? Could have no, done that's... that too. Well, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> poly, poly. We'll just say poly. That works, yeah. Like, he even could have done that, but, like, he, there was no need for him to be this monster. He just wanted to be, and that's horrifying. Yeah, and to go through such extreme lengths to build a, a house to do it. Not mm -hmm. even a house, like, other people rented there. Yeah, like a whole fucking hotel. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like he wanted to get caught. Yeah, in a way, it is kind of like he wanted to get caught. He was like, because again, it was on the second floor. Third floor is normal. First floor is normal. Second floor is fucking death trap. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, it's in a way, it's like, yeah, I want you to feel like something. I want you to hear their screams, you know, or whatever, you know, and just pass it off as if there's nothing. Yeah. That's weird. That's, and the, the, I think that might have even been part of it for him, like the excitement of, oh, I might get caught at any time because I'm literally killing people above people who rent store for rooms from me. Yeah, just, just randos. Mm -hmm. just, just people off the street. Yeah. yeah. And again, for like money, like, I mean, I probably, you know, for pleasure too, but for money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we should just all go to a Star Trek society where there is no money. Just sign in. <laughs> where everything is just provided. Yes. Socialist. <laughs> oh, sorry. Communist. There we go. <laughs> no, it's not communist. It's Star Trek. That's different. It's, some of them are wearing red shirts. <laughs> they have that symbol. Ugh. <laughs> Hey, if Seven of Nights there, I'll be there. Oh, for sure. Absolutely love Jerry Ryan. <laughs> That's, I've heard she's in Picard, but I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. I haven't either, and I, I have seen pictures of her, and she still looks fabulous. That's Oh, she's like, I hope I look like her when I get that age. She is beautiful. I'm not going to say that I hope to look like her, but I know that one day maybe I will shake somebody's hand that looks like her. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. She's a very beautiful woman. Yes. Then and now. Mm -hmm. And a great actress. Yes. She was very good in, um, what was it called? Leverage. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, it's very good. Oh. But I wanted to assimilate. Okay. <laughs> so. And on that note. Yeah. I don't so, want to assimilate with, with A.J. Chums, though. No. I will pass. Yes, I do Out of the write sexy a... meter, he's a, he's a, like, a, a one for me. Yeah, Two. no. No thanks. Yeah, facial hair makes all the difference for me. Like, of all people, like, Anthony Jeselnik, when he has a beard, sexy. When he doesn't have a beard, not at all. I, it's complicated for me. But, but he A.J. Chums had kind eyes. They were not kind. No. They were not. That's, but I mean, everybody looked like a serial killer in the pictures back then because you had to stay so still. Right. And not smile. Mm-hmm. So everybody looked kind of like just pissed off. Yeah. 
there's also throw in there that a lot of people took pictures of their loved ones posthumously. And so if you're looking at a picture back then, it's a coin toss. They might be alive or they might be dead. Yeah. Actually, there's, um, I'm sure you might have probably, uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, she is on YouTube. Um, she does The Good Death. She does uh, Caitlin something. So bad with names. Anyway, she's a mortician and she did uh, a death, a death like picture with all the same equipment that they had at the time. And it takes forever. Oh, yeah. And it is obnoxiously tough to do. But it was very interesting. Anyway, you should follow Caitlin whatever. That's, we'll find it. That's we'll my plug. <laughs> we'll find it. We'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> That's my plug. <laughs> All right. I, I think I've said everything I need to say about this dude. He's kind of a dick. Yeah, very much a dick. Yeah. So. All right. Anything else you want to plug or send people to? Um, I will just say that uh, since Robert Block did write a book about it, maybe not read that one, but, you know, read up on some of his other stuff, maybe. I mean, Psycho is one of many that he did, but he did a lot of uh, writing and for, like, amicus films. So I would say go maybe check that out. And if you like us and like this, you can hear us on other Haunted MTL podcasts, uh, including Bloody Marys and what is the other one? Combo Box? Yeah, I do Combo Box. There's Haunted Hellos, which is Dave. Uh, I would suggest maybe High Art Camp, which you've been on. Yes. Um, Throwdown, which maybe just not listen to Evie's parts, just listen to mine. <laughs> and you can just pass right through the doctor is in. Don't even, don't even bother. <laughs> you can also find our blog posts on Haunted MTL where we talk about all things horror. And yeah, that is it. Join us next time where we will be talking about another gruesome tale from history. You should have talked about your book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so promote yourself, plug, plug, plug. That's and if you would like to, you can check out all of my fantasy novels on Amazon. It is the Broken Pattern series. The most recent one just came out last month. It is called Falling from Grace. Yes, my full name is Nicole C. Luttrell. Um, and you can find me on Amazon and Twitter under that same name. I should, I should just. Be your like cheerleader on the side. Yes. Just be like, say this now. <laughs> All right. Yes. Go check her out. She's got a lot of writing, a lot of cool stuff, um, both on the site and also, like she said, on Amazon. And that's all I got. Right, well, we will see you guys next time. Until then, if you have any suggestions for horror stories that you would like us to cover, leave a note in the comments or hit us up on Twitter. At J uh, J Brannick, B R A N N Y K, or at you know Nicole C Luttrell. That's L U T T R E L L. Or haunted at and just put in haunted MTL. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so, 
All right, that is it. We'll see you guys next time.